Are you listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any other platform where you can leave a rate or review? Do you like what we're doing? If the answer to all of that is yes, please consider quickly giving us a five-star rate. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a nice review, we greatly appreciate that as well. Okay, let's do this. Hello, welcome to the Ghost of Harrenhal. My name's Simon. And I'm McKelly. Thank you for joining us for episode 24 of our chapter-by-chapter book review of A Song of Ice and Fire by George R. R. Martin. Today we're discussing chapter 23 of A Game of Thrones, Daenerys 3. And if you've been with us for a while, then you know how this is going to go. We'll chat about the chapter and try not to spoil any future plot points for you. And hopefully, we will provide you some entertainment along our way. It's never happened before. (laughs) No, yes, it has. We'll summarize what happened, discuss our thoughts on it, provide some useful background, compare it to the TV show, indulge in a little pedantry and cover some reader mail. Be sure to check out the show notes. They provide some additional information about the characters and other things of note about the chapter. Yes. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. I'm a single dad this weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Stacy's at the beach with some girlfriends. So... Just Molly and I holding down the fort. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I went uh, skiing last weekend. Yes, you did. And uh, parameters of successful skiing really are, Are you? do you come back with the same number of limbs? And <laughs> in, in the case of your family, yeah. the same number of pins. <laughs> yes. So, yes, last year my son broke his leg quite nastily and had to have operation there and then. And, uh, and oddly, that same weekend, in the same town, my son got a concussion. That's right. That's Unrelated. Right. He yeah, wasn't yeah. skiing. Yeah. But um, we, we were fine this time. No, no, right. no disasters. And we had a great time. So. Yeah. You had good weather, right? Yeah, it was, it was nice. Yeah. yeah. Right. And my son, after a couple of sort of tentative runs, was just back to his normal ridiculous pace. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on with the show. Uh, a quick right. recap of what Danny was up to previously. Last time we saw Danny, she was consummating her marriage to Cal Drogo, leader of the largest Dothraki, Kalasar. This was taking place in Pentos on the western coast of Essos. But we were expecting them to head east to Cal Dothrak to have their marriage approved by the Dosh Kaleen. The Dosh Kaleen right. being the group of uh, widowed Khaleesis mm-hmm. who uh, act as a sort of moral compass for the Dothraki. Right. Since then, news of their marriage has reached King Robert's ears, courtesy of his spy, Jorah Mormont. Uh, McKelly, why don't you give us a summary, but maybe this time we'll, we'll mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll chip in with some of the summary too. All right, I like it. Okay, so Ser Jorah tells Danny that she's seeing the Dothraki Sea, a vast ocean of grassland that covers the heart of Essos, that the green monochrome is not lasting, that colors change with the season, and in various places grasses of different colors grow. Danny finds it beautiful. She compares her brother's riding to that of Eri and her Cass, not favorably. Danny is learning to love to ride, having overcome the agony of saddle sores, combining with Caldrogo's not-so-tender lovemaking. When she thought she could take no more, she again dreamed of a dragon. It bathed her with fire, but she felt no pain, and when she woke, her butt ache was lessened. Thereafter, each day became a little easier. Eerie's job was to teach Danny to ride, but Danny reckons that her filly, who, although not named, she refers to as My Silver, is doing most of the teaching. She longs for some solitude and orders Jorah to keep everyone at bay while she goes into the grass alone. She dismounts and takes off her boots to feel the earth between her toes. Viserys arrives, incandescent that she left orders that applied to him too. He abuses her and she, for the first time ever, shoves him back. 
Just when she's resigned to getting seriously hurt, Jogo, one of her casts, lashes Viserys around the throat with his whip and offers to kill him. Then he spares Viserys but confiscates his horse, the ultimate Dothraki insult. Right. So afterward, Danny and Jorah discuss Viserys, and he admits that although he is his sworn sword, he thinks that Viserys is less than the shadow of a snake, which is rather small. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He hints that he does not feel the same about Danny, though. He also disabuses her of any belief in Mopatis' assertion that the commoners want them back. Danny despairs of getting back to Westeros, but she's beginning to like being a Khaleesi. Twice Danny touches the dragon eggs and finds them warm to the touch. Could they be alive? That night, her handmaidens tell her their legends of where dragons come from. Dorea teaches her some tricks she learned in the pleasure houses of Lys, and Danny makes love face to face with Caldrogo for the first time. The chapter ends by jumping forward to her swelling belly on her fourteenth birthday. Yes, one thing that so it starts with her kind of starting to embrace the whole being a Khaleesi of a Kalasar, and then they kind of flash back to the time between the wedding and then and. It's pretty rough. Yeah, she yeah. had a really rough go of things. It's an odd sort of metaphor for the soothing of your sore backside to be bathed in dragon fire. <laughs> right. It feels like that wouldn't be what you'd want, really. Like a cool spring would right, be the yeah. thing I would want. I know? guess if you are Targaryen. That's true. Dragon fire That's is true. your cool spring. That is true. Yeah, she she was suffering terribly from from saddle sores and as well as loneliness as Caldrogo was not really... Um, really paying any attention to her until it was sometime in the middle of the night when he came to her for other mm-hmm. things than just spending time with her, yeah. his nightly visits. So I think it said she she was planning to kill herself the night she dreamed of the dragon. Yeah, and yeah. So right, it must have been pretty rough. I mean, it sounds pretty ghastly. Yeah, it really does. So the dream she had is related to one that she had earlier. So but she's had two dreams now involving right. dragons. In the former one, Viserys featured, but then he wasn't in this one. And that's an interesting sort of metaphor for what's going on here. That uh-huh. he, his power is waning, it yep. seems. In, in the first influence. one, he was beating her and yelling at her. Yeah. And then she closed her eyes and there was like a ripping sound. And then all of a sudden there was a dragon. In this one, there is no Viserys. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. His power seems to be waning. Yeah. I her. mean, now he's been forced to walk with the... Right. Kalasar, that's the, the ultimate insult. It's going to be hard to imagine the Kalasar again turning to him and thinking of him as the king of Westeros. Right. Anybody yeah. in that group. you got to wonder, speaking of Viserys, why is he riding... <sighs> I, I guess I get it on some level. I mean, uh, the morality of selling your sister to a uh, Dothraki horse lord to get an army aside, he is expecting something in return. He, you know, he he needs some sort of collateral from Caldrogo that he doesn't have, that he's going to give him the army that he promises. So, oh yeah, I mean, I, I get it. He had one asset. He gave it to Caldrogo, right? And Caldrogo says, "All right, we'll just ride enough to the other side of the continent. <laughs> we'll be we'll back." Be back. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Definitely, I can understand him wanting to keep an eye on things. But yeah. at the same time, you know, he, no more than Danny, is used to riding long distances and living the rough life of a Dothraki. Right. And I would say you got you have to know yourself 
But one thing we know about Viserys is he does not know himself very well. He knows himself, but he's wrong. Right? <laughs> he's, he's convinced of certain things about himself, which That's is true. just not right. It made me, uh, one part made me chuckle out loud is when when Illyrio Mopatis uh, says to him, why don't you stay back here in Pentos and hang out with me and my manse while they go do their thing? And he, um, Viserys says, no, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Khal Drogo. And if he crosses me, he's going to see Wake the Dragon like he's never seen before. <laughs> and, and Illyrio, who is a master of flattery, just blinks and wishes him the best of luck. <laughs> Even he can't come up with anything yeah. to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Viserys. Yeah. So um, the other sort of aspect of this that's interesting is the sort of how although they're both part of the Kalasar now, they're both riding together, da- Daenerys is is becoming more and more Dothraki. She's wearing right. their dress. She's yeah. learning their customs. And not just because she's been asked to. I think this is, you know, she's she's embracing her new right. life. Yep. He's still holding on to his Westerosi fashions exactly. and his Westerosi customs. Right. And not only are they taking different paths towards... Um, how they're handling being part of this Kalasar. But she is now starting this... I mean, she's probably always seen him as an unwelcome shadow in his, her life, you know, in some ways, especially when um, she wakes the dragon, I'm sure. But now she's trying to embrace this yeah. life, and there's always him trying to drag her down and pull her back and remind her... But that's an interesting point. I wonder if actually she probably saw herself as the unwelcome shadow oh, previously. To him. Yeah, that she was kind of the unnecessary appendage. Oh, I see what you're saying. But yeah. but this has kind of flipped things a little, and now he feels like he doesn't belong and he is not needed. Right. Yeah, just a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and I'm sure that's not helping matters with, no. <laughs> with their relationship, that he is becoming less and less... Yeah. Useful, but you got to wonder about the whole deal. I mean, this is—I mean, some of this is Viserys's character makes you want to betray your deal with him. If you're right. if you're Cal Drogo, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. you know you're like. <laughs> but I wonder if Viserys thinking about the deal maybe should have thought it through a bit more carefully because what, like you said about collateral, what does he have to enforce this deal? Right. I mean, he can't win in single combat against any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Including Danny, as we, as we learned here. Including in Erie. <laughs> but, I mean, obviously there was a deal, and you can remind Khal Drogo every day about the deal, but it's just going to annoy him. Right. It's just going to annoy him. He, Khal Drogo's marching to his own beat. He wants to go to uh, Vice Dothrak yeah. to see the Dosh Kaleen. Wants to do that, wants to ride around a bit, a bit of pillage, you know, <laughs> yeah. the things that he likes to do. Right. Maybe one day he'll say, yeah, you know what, we owe that guy, let's go and do this. Right. But I'm not sure just riding with him and nagging him is going to get that yeah. done any quicker. And it, to take that even a step further, we know uh, that the Dothraki fear and hate the uh, open sea. Right. So... What was his plan to get yeah. all these Dothraki across the Narrow Sea? If if it could be done, they would have done it by now. You know? Well, maybe. <laughs> Although, I mean, I mean, they are horse people. They would, while they've got places to 
pillage and exploit on Essos, they've got no reason to overcome their fear. Right. Yeah, but maybe true. they're thinking, well, you know what? This give, opens up new vistas to us if we're willing to just put it aside for one journey. Right. Um, I think I think Viserys is making just a huge strategic error, though. I mean, I think Danny is accidentally doing the right thing. If he were to... I, I think maybe he's doing the right thing by going with them. But he's got to do what Denny's doing. He's got to right. become Dothraki. Yeah. You become Dothraki and earn your spurs right. as a Dothraki. Absolutely. Then they would be willing to uh, uh, see yeah. the deal through. If he continues to just be what he is, he's always going to be an annoyance. Yeah. And eventually they're going to leave him somewhere. Right, right. Right yeah. away from him. Yeah, he's uh, he's expecting to lead these people. Right. Across the Narrow Sea and into battle in Westeros, and he's not doing anything to ingrain himself in there. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, nagging your way to the top is not not a surefire path, I feel. So, Danny loves her new horse. She does, yes. Um, Makes her feel like a real princess when she's riding it. Yeah, uh, she mentions that Viserys has always told her she's a princess, but riding her silvers the first time she's ever felt like a princess so we'll be right back hello friends are you ready to make some unforgettable memories well if so consider the marriott bonvoy program discover the perfect destination for your summer getaway and unlock exclusive deals on luxurious accommodations with our affiliate partnership you'll enjoy unbeatable savings and a seamless booking experience don't let summer slip away. Visit Marriott Bonvoy today and make this vacation season one for the books. Use our Ghosts of Heron Hall affiliate page to check it all out and buy Bonvoy points or give some as a gift. The link to our page is in the show notes. So when she's on her own, um, she's sort of liking the, the brief moment of solitude, which she's, she mentioned she hasn't had since before her wedding yeah. because... The Kalasar is like a city, she yeah. said. It's, there's no, uh, there's rarely any alone time. Although, at the beginning of the chapter, she mentions eating dinners by herself or with her uh, brother or Sir Jorah. So the- <laughs> Why is that not in pedantry? That's absolute pedantry gold right there. Although she does mention that her handmaidens are always around, uh, okay. even when she is by herself. So Viserys... But- ruins her moment of solitude as he always does uh-huh. just like he did at the wedding when she first got on her silver and she was you know she jumped the flames and she jumped the fire on the silver and she was you know really feeling good about herself and he grabs her leg and digs his nails in and says you better please her you're gonna wake the dragon yeah. once again she's trying to have a really good time and he comes and ruins it I think you just referred to Caldrogo as her, but I'm going to assume. No, Danny. When Danny, like, she was riding her but silver. You said that Viserys said, oh. you have to please her. <laughs> and I'm fairly sure he's not a her. Just, uh, you know. Yeah, I knew what you meant. <laughs> I, I felt the need to apologize. Again, I'm looking forward to our interview with uh, <laughs> Jason Momoa. Yeah. <laughs> and he's going to remember that, I feel sure. Although, have you seen that recent commercial of him where oh, he keeps stripping was, off his muscles? That was very <laughs> funny, yes. yes. For, for those of the rest of the world, Jason Momoa is in a commercial and he his whole body is a fake. He yeah. strips off sort of like sleeves and his real body underneath is just puny and pathetic. <laughs> Quite funny. I think it was a Super Bowl commercial. Originally. I believe it was a Super Bowl commercial, yes. Yeah. So, yeah, and the, the the other aspect of this is, I mean, we've we've got a few dodgy characters 
using yeah. the word dodgy, which doesn't mean that much to people, but people like Littlefinger and Varys, they are sly and clever and have a depth to them. Viserys is so the opposite. Yes. He's so purely on the surface, yep. unable to think strategically. He's there's no, there's so little beyond just being a bad guy. Yeah. He's just it's just kind of, you know, I get he's not a POV character. So we don't get the depth that you get of POV characters, but there's a lot of like you just said Lord Varys and Littlefinger that aren't POV characters that have a lot of depth to their character. He unfortunately has little. I, and I think maybe if he had a little more depth to him, it might enhance this particular storyline with Danny. Yeah. Because you might feel the pull, her love for her brother and her embracing this new culture that she's part of. But as it is, there's nothing. But the, but then that's an that's an interesting question because how do you how do you have his point of view and not reveal well I mean what I'm trying to say is he has got a lack of depth which is real if you give him a point of view and we hear his inner thoughts that would confirm our suspicion that he is shallow and lacking (laughs) in deep thought but is he an interesting point of view character without those things you know right yeah yeah, I, I agree entirely. If we, he was a POV character, we would learn he's as shallow as we think he is. <laughs> right. I guess I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't think it's an excuse that he's so shallow because he's not a POV character. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think point, he's yeah. just a really shallow character. Yeah. I, we're just imagining sort of like, you know, him learning, mm, these beans are good. I want the Iron Throne of Westeros. <laughs> God, this place smells of horses. Why are these people not taking me to Westeros? <laughs> I am the last dragon. Yeah. They're going to wake the dragon, you know. <laughs> That's right. They don't salt these beans better. We're going to wake the dragon. We keep talking about them like that. So Daenerys pushes back against him for the first time. She does, yeah. And definitely the dragon is momentarily awoken, but uh, Jogo comes and uh, uses his whip to prevent Viserys from attacking Danny, um, and offers to kill Yes, she, he says, do you want him dead? <laughs> and uh, Eerie translates, right? Yes. Because Daenerys' uh, Dothraki is not there yet. So right. this, this is through Eerie. Yeah, and she protects Viserys and says, no, I don't want him harmed. Yeah. But uh, then she makes the proclamation, let him walk behind the Kalasar, which is a huge proclamation to make. Yeah, and... Uh, and I think there we get the sense that she does understand the nature of this. It's not just um, it's not just her like sort of like just giving a random punishment. Yeah. She does know what she's doing there. That this I agree. is the ultimate insult to a member of the Kalasar. I agree entirely. She knows exactly what she's doing, and I think that's uh, why she's doing it. But part of it is her anger. I'm sure she's she's angry with him, but you know that she. We were just talking about how he's already not looked uh, upon very well by the rest of the Kalasar, and now this is just making, you know, yeah. he's going to be the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Does he understand? I mean, he's, he's, he's irked because he's got to walk. That's true. But he perhaps doesn't see, he might not see the, yeah. the importance of this. That's a good point. He might arrive sweaty and on foot <laughs> after the Kalasar pitches tent. Just to be mad that he had to walk, not realizing that now his, sta- his standing is yeah. 
forever uh, damaged by this. Because we had just mentioned he's not embracing the exactly. Kalasar right. and its um, traditions. So once Viserys is freed at uh, Danny's instruction, um, he wants Mormont to hurt Danny and to kill the Dothraki that yeah. whipped him. He is his sworn sword. He is, so. but his sworn sword doesn't stretch to suicidal <laughs> missions. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, you know, like... I felt for Ser Jorah a little bit. I mean, clearly he's starting to see that Viserys is not always not cracked worth up fighting be. for. Yeah, but uh, even if he wanted to, he's surrounded by Dothraki now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but he doesn't. He he looks back and forth between Danny and Viserys, and then says he'll walk. Yeah, and I wonder if that looking back and forth is a is a sort of like a, a conscious sort of making a decision between yep. the two of them. Yes, yeah. I, I think that's exactly what it was a the physical uh, manifestation. That's the word, physical manifestation of him at that moment deciding, I'm now Danny Swornsword. Right. Yeah. So she's really doing a good job of learning to command the Kalasar. Yeah. They, they, they do what she says. I'm not sure, but, but her compassion is probably incongruous to them. Right. Well, they, yeah. They are fairly fierce and violent. She has an inner thoughts while she's looking at Viserys on the ground, weeping and crying after uh, Jogo's uh, neck-whipping thing, and she thinks that uh, he's a pitiful creature and that he's she realizes he's always been a pitiful creature. But after she makes him walk, and the minute he's out of sight, she worries, is he going to be okay? Right. Yeah. And, you know, again, here's my... Um, psychology minor jumping up and spewing probably inaccurate uh, things, but (laughs) it's okay. You should seek actual medical advice. (laughs) (laughs) It seems to me like that's probably a a typical response to someone for someone who's being abused is, you know, all these years they've been kind of beholden to this person. And so they, it will take time to completely snap that. Uh, relationship, huh. even though that it's a huh. negative relationship, I am just trying to put myself in her shoes. Like, why would she be immediately as he's out of sight? Oh no, will he be able to find his way back? Yeah. He... Well, that that is interesting. I will give you that. <laughs> I will. No, no, I'm not. I'm not joking. I would tell you if it wasn't. <laughs> I like I said, I could totally just be making. <laughs> there might not be anything to that, but. That's how I'm thinking it through, anyway. So then, after the incident with Viserys, uh, Danny rides with Jorah Mormont, and they talk about things quite forthrightly. Mormont is forthright. He says, "Rhaegar was the last dragon." Yep. Pure and simple. Viserys isn't. He's less than the shadow of a snake. And then he muses, "Well, what does that make the man who's a sworn sword to right. the less than the shadow of a snake?" So, yeah. uh, and this whole conversation starts to really blow her mind because it's her whole life she's been told by Viserys that he is the true rightful. And he is technically the true rightful heir to the Iron Throne and he's going to be the king of Westeros again someday. And then uh, Mormont straight up asks her, would he? Would you want him to be king? And she's like, "Oh no, that's a terrible idea." <laughs> she went all Fargo when she answered that. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No no! That's a terrible idea. 
So we, we talked about, back in Danny One, we said that Mapardis was uh, blowing smoke when he said that the Targaryens were, were wanted back in Westeros. Yeah. But Jorah makes no bones about it. Right. It's, uh, for the small folk of Westeros, it's no matter to them if the High Lords play their Game of Thrones. Yes, which is, our I think, our first reference to the term oh, Game of Thrones. How exciting. Yes. Um, and that that's when it, her Danny's mind really just, like, she can't even... Her whole world has been um, turned upside down because both the series and Illyrio Mopatis have told her that the small folk are sitting in their little houses and hovels, sewing dragon banners, and you know, waiting for the day for the rightful heir to the Iron Throne to come back and save them. And he, Sir Jorah, says, uh, "They care. They they pray for long summers, healthy children." And a third thing that I can't remember uh, off the top of my head. Let's say an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> they pray for things that are going to help their daily lives. Again, go, going to the previous conversation we had about them being much more technologically advanced than we think they are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wi-Fi. <laughs> Clear Wi-Fi signal. Um, so Jorah, I mean, we know Jorah's loyalties are way more confused than Danny thinks they right. are. Because yeah. we know that he's spying for King Robert Yeah, uh, with... I think, I, I don't know if we, this has been explicitly laid out, but obviously the point of getting back to Westeros and being, his banishment being uh, Lifted. rescinded, yes. Yeah. Um, but even without that, his loyalties are now looking a little bit confused. Viserys is beneath contempt, so yeah. that's probably helping him to be treacherous towards the Targaryens as a whole. But Except he's obviously for, warming right? to Danny to and actually yeah. beginning to think maybe she might be a... Right, you know, the next dragon, perhaps. Yes. You know. Although he told her Rhaegar was the last. Your your big brother was the last dragon. Right. So. But but I think you're right. I think at this point, I don't think he realizes Danny's full potential, but I think he's starting to see, huh, this one's got some some stuff to her here. She's a yeah. tough cookie. So when they make camp that night, um, the dragon eggs are hot to the touch again. Um, she puts it down to them being in the sun all day, but yeah. something's stirring there. Right. Um, so she talks to her to Handmaid. her three handmaidens yeah. about dragons, and there's stories of many fantastic creatures all over Essos, uh, particularly in the f- furthest east where no one really travels. Yeah. And so... Which, which um, is east of Ashae. And in Bran's dream, he saw dragons stirring yeah, exactly. east of Ashae. Yeah. So, so um, it seems to Danny that it must be possible that dragons still live and still exist. Yeah. On uh, over in that part of the world, her handmaidens disagree. The handmaidens do say no; yes. they're all dead. With a quick reminder about the handmaidens: they're Eri, Jiqui, and Dorea, and they are charged with teaching her to ride, speak, th- speak Dothraki, and the. Arts of lovemaking, respectively. So we're going to talk about them a decent amount in Danny chapters. Yeah. So just want to remind you who they are. Um, by just coming back to the dragons, but by yeah. comparison, the Targaryen dragons died out 150 years ago, and this is this is hard for a 13 year old to do. But but Danny does it. That's not that long ago. Right. 150 years ago. As I get into my dotage, I realize how recent 150 yeah. years ago was. When I was 13, 150 years ago seemed like right. forever. You're ago. right. I had, not, I had not thought of that. That is quite the astute observation right. for a 13-year-old. Yeah. It's, yeah. 
Yeah, the dragons died out during the reign of Aegon the Third. She mentions, and we've got some Aegon the Third information in our background info. So, hang on and wait up, wait for All that. Right. <laughs> so, both the Dothraki handmaidens, Eri and Jiqui, think that men killed all the dragons, but Dorea, who isn't Dothraki, she's from Lys. Uh, thinks they hatched from an earlier second moon. Yeah. And they, she thinks that the current moon has dragons in it too. Right, yeah. Which I think uh, Danny liked her story better. Yeah, I think so too. Because she kicked the other two out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and dines with Dorea, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, turns out uh, Danny's pregnant. Yep, yep. Uh, with the, at least the fast forward that we can do in a, a book, we know right. she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, but actually, her pregnancy comes, I think, that night, I think, is the yes. implication. Because that night, using Dorea's um, uh, techniques, she makes love to Caldrogo face-to-face for the first time. Yes, he, she takes him out in the open, under the open sky, because all Dothraki believe things of importance are done under an open sky. There you go. So we don't know necessarily if it was that particular night, but... Uh, that's the start. That's when she, I guess, really starts to fully embrace that she is the Khaleesi to this call, and this is her new life. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Audible. To get a free audiobook, or two if you're an Amazon Prime member, go to our exclusive URL, audibletrial.com slash ghostsharenhall. You can find the link in our show notes. So she she is pregnant. Yeah, that was King Robert's worries. Yes, it you was. Know, there were two uh, defenseless children, basically wandering around Essos, that could do him no harm. But if one of them were to have a half Dothraki, half Targaryen child, yeah, and that could be uh-huh. a could real be threat to him. Yeah, and this that reminds me of something we uh, kind of forgot to talk about earlier. Just a, a quick thing. Danny says to herself out loud and to Sir Jorah, I guess, that even with an army, um, Viserys was never going to take back the Iron Throne. Yeah. He couldn't lead an army if, if he was given one. <laughs> she said she realized she always knew that, but now she's speaking it out loud for the first time right. is what she thinks. Yeah. So. And again, coming back to what's Viserys's leverage to get the Dothraki to sail across the narrow sea to Westeros, none. He has none. Right. But if this child grows up to be the leader of the Khalasar, yeah, and he has a legitimate claim, or she has a legitimate claim to the throne, that's a different matter. Yeah. Although, so that, that would put um, Viserys in an interesting position, because technically he's the heir. Right. But his niece or nephew would be the head of the Kalasar that would be leading the charge. So I have a prediction if we get to that point. On the journey back to Westeros, somewhere in the ocean, uh, those Westerosi silks that uh, Viserys will still be wearing because he won't have embra- right. embraced the Dothraki will be filled with rocks and he will be pushed overboard <laughs> <laughs> to the bottom of the sea. The plan will take place, but not with him. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I, I see some merit to your uh, <laughs> just prognostication the guess there. <laughs> so uh, to background, um, so it was mentioned that um, 
Jogo, who saves her from Viserys, is yeah. a member of her caste. A caste is a subdivision of the Kalasar. This one is assigned to right. Denny. And each caste is led by a co, which oh. is a lieutenant to um, the Cal. Is Jogo her co? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. I think they describe him as a member of right. the Kas. So if he was the co, you would think they would mention that he is the co to, of the Kas. <laughs> <laughs> we sound funny. Um, so they're traveling on Valyrian roads, at least until they get to the... Uh, Dothraki uh, Sea. The Dothraki yeah. Sea. They're, they're also known as dragon roads. They're kind of highways that run through Essos. They're straight and broad and made of stone. They were built when the Valyrian freehold dominated Essos. Yeah. They run from major city to major city, allowing swift transport of goods. Right Do you have anything to talk about in the background, McKelly? I've done all the work here. Uh, there's, a, there's a little bit. A little <laughs> bit to talk about about Aegon III. You might want to settle in. <laughs> <laughs> King Aegon III, he gets a reference. In this chapter, as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, the last dragons died while he was uh, king. That's why he's relevant here. Yes. I wondered why you were bringing him up. <clears throat> that is why the very last dragons were under his, during his reign. So, King Aegon III, or Aegon the Younger, was the seventh Targaryen king to sit the Iron Throne. And he really had uh, quite the sad and pain-filled life. And which led to some rather unfortunate nicknames, such as Aegon the Unlucky, Aegon the Unhappy, the Broken King, and most famously as Aegon the Dragonbane, which which Danny refers to him as in this chapter. Hmm. It's partly because, well, I'll get well, to the, that. Dragonbane's interesting. I, I, I don't know his background, so I'm looking forward to hearing this. But, but to me, Dragonbane is the cause of the end of the dragons, not just the king at the time of. Right. So I'm interested to hear if he actually earns this name. All right. <laughs> so he was the first king of the post-Dance of the Dragons era, which we've referenced a few times. He was a small boy when the war known as the Dance of the Dragons broke out, and it was his mother, Rhaenyra Targaryen's battle with his uncle Aegon which is Aegon the Elder. So to his from Aegon here on, I will refer to them as Aegon the Younger and Aegon the yes, to Elder. Yes, differentiate. Got it, got it. Yes, Aegon the Younger being the Aegon the Third we're referring to. When I refer to the Elder, that's his uncle. Uh, so Aegon the Elder is um, Aegon the Younger's uncle. Right. Is he brother to Rhaenyra? His, uh, he is half-brother. Half-brother, okay. So, yeah, it was their battle that became known as the Dance of the Dragons. They were Rhaenyra and Aegon the Elders. Battle. Yes. Right. They were um, known as the Blacks and the Greens. The, uh, mm-hmm. the, black, the Targaryen Black group was Rhaenyra, and the Green group was Aegon the Elders' okay. faction. And I, I know we've referenced the Dance of the Dragons a few times so far in, uh, in our previous episodes, and we keep promising to talk about it. But it's a really deep and interesting topic and deserves a lot of time. So we'll pepper in stories from time to time, and um, this seemed like a good time to talk a little bit about Aegon III's role in it. So when it first started, uh, he and his younger brother Viserys, oddly, uh, were sent to Essos when the black and the green factions went to war. Right. And his brother Viserys was taken hostage on the way. Aegon escaped on his dragon known as Stormcloud. And it was his first and only ride on his dragon, and it really terrified him. He basically just clung on for dear life. Like and... me on a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I like skiing. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because you just go down. You have to go back up and then down again, I guess. Maybe. And you don't have to do any corkscrews. <laughs> Although it's way more dangerous. I mean, I get that it's more dangerous to ski than to go on a roller coaster. I just find roller coasters way more scary. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, that is... First and only dragon ride, yes. Yes, yes. So he basically just clung on to him for dear life. And uh, when... So the dragon, uh, Stormcloud, took him to Dragonstone. And when they got to Dragonstone, the dragon died. It had been injured in the battle where Viserys was kidnapped and Aegon escaped. See, so, so okay, let's come back to Dragonbane. Yes, it's He didn't injure the dragon. He didn't. <laughs> it's not like it. <laughs> so whoever injured the dragon is the Dragonbane. All right, carry on, carry on. But Aegon felt terrible uh, guilt and grief over leaving his little brother behind. Okay. It's hard not to see his little brother Viserys as our Viserys, <laughs> right. and therefore I feel his grief is misplaced, but I get it's not the same person. Not the same. Yeah. So during the battle, the Dance of the Dragons, Aegon watched his mother being eaten alive by his uncle Aegon the Elder's dragon. That would stick. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you're, you're starting to see some dragons. Again, not him directly, but things <laughs> keep happening to him that now, make him... Was his uncle's dragon called Mother's Bane? That would make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... He, he uh, witnessed that, which uh, I'm sure scarred him. And then he spent uh, half a year in the dungeons of the Red Keep while his uncle de- debated how best to utilize him. Eventually, a lord named um, Lord Larys Strong persuaded Aegon the Elder to marry Aegon III to his cousin. To uh, Strong's cousin? No. No, uh, to Aegon the Elder's cousin. only surviving ah, daughter, yeah. Princess Jahira. Ah, yeah, that's quite the turn of events. He went from being held in the dungeons to, you know what? You seem like the right kind of guy to marry my only daughter. So, And, and um, the elder was also persuaded to name Aegon the Younger his heir. Well, that makes sense. I mean, like now, so if, elder, if the elder is the king yes. and he has just one child who's a daughter and that daughter is married to his nephew. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah, although uh, originally... So this had been proposed, this idea had been proposed um, before, and the elder just wanted that black line to die out. Oh, I see. I see. But uh, but as he was the last surviving currently male Targaryen, right? Yeah, yeah. this Lara Strong was uh, quite skilled at pervasive talk, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Convinced yeah. him of two things he didn't want to do. So after Aegon the Elder's death... The younger inherited the Iron Throne at the ripe age of 11. So, wait, all of this happened before he was right. 11? My God. So, That's quite the life he's yes. lived. So, having lived through all the terrors he experienced in his young life, he truly was a broken man, or I guess in this I case, see, boy, see. hence the nickname the Broken King. He rarely smiled, never started conversations, and ended them quickly when they happened. He had no interests and spent days alone in his room. The only time he would show any emotion was if anyone mentioned dragons in his presence, which would send him into a rage stemming from his seeing his mother eaten by a, a dragon, primarily. And uh, Aegon is often blamed for the death of the last dragon, uh, both because he had a great dislike for them uh, due to his awful experience as a kid, but also because the last dragon died during his reign, as I mentioned. It was a wingless creature that injured his nephew in the cradle. You have mentioned before that Targaryens would put a dragon egg in the uh-huh. crib of a 
newborn Targaryen. Yeah. And when this one hatched, it was kind of a um, not a well formed dragon, and it, it actually managed to injure the baby, and um, so that was the last dragon. Now, jumping into Pedantry Corner a tiny bit early, how, if he was the last of the Black Line and his wife was the last of the Green Line, did he have a nephew? Viserys. Viserys, Viserys was, survived. Yes, oh, Viserys you, you've got survived. answers to everything. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't want to go too yeah, much yeah, into no, detail. So I just. It just felt like yes. Yeah. Viserys does survive and becomes his hand of the king, and that does bring him some brief respite from his melancholy. I got you. I got you. Uh, so, he, so he, that's you know all this stuff is kind of how he became known as um, Aegon Dragon's Bane, but. He did bring in nine mages from S uh, later on. He brought in nine mages from Essos to attempt to hatch a clutch of dragon eggs with magic in order to cow those who sought to oppose him, but that ended in failure. Yeah, okay. No yeah. more dragons have hatched ever since. All right, that's really good. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that, Magnum. All right, so we, we need to bust a move here because we're taking forever over this episode. Comparison with a TV show, um, pretty closely t- captured. Danny's going off alone, terrorized by Viserys, saved by one of her cast, but it was Ricaro instead of Jogo for reasons that I can't understand. Maybe, maybe just a merging of characters yeah. into one. Casting uh, reasons, probably. Yeah. Uh, in turn, saving Viserys from Ricaro's whip. So Jorah refusing Viserys's order to exact revenge on the yeah. attackers. Okay. The one thing that's a little bit different there is that in the book, the Dothraki just do what she says. She yeah. says, "No, I don't want my brother harmed. No, don't cut off his ear." And yeah, we they, make a joke about that when he says, "I don't want him harmed." He said, "You should at least cut off his yeah. ear." <laughs> but in the TV show, they are incredulous that she wouldn't want to uh, kill or at least cut off his ear. Okay. So they look at her like she's lost her mind. So there's a little bit more of she's not Dothraki yet, right? She's going got some on, yeah. Dothraki learning to do still. Yeah. Um, so Jorah refusing Viserys' orders to exact revenge. Viserys walking, although it's Ricaro who refuses to let him ride. Oh. Not Danny. That's not quite as impactful. Exactly. Exactly. So hmm. that insult seems lessened. Yeah. In fact, I, think it's a, I think that's an important difference. Yes, because it's Danny standing up to him for the first exactly. time. And, and like we said, consciously insulting him yeah. in the eyes of the whole Kalasar. Right, yeah. The slight difference, show, Danny wanted the show to contemplate the Dothraki's use of the, uh, use and abuse of slaves. That's why she goes off on her own in the show. She and Jorah are having a conversation about slavery. Oh. And it's actually, she's sort of listening to that and she doesn't like what she's hearing. And that's why she wants to wander off by herself. Oh, okay. It's huh. a little bit of uh, foreshadowing that. Yeah. Um, the dragon dreams are lost, but Daria does have the same dragon legend and teaches Danny her wiles. Danny and Drogo do make love face to face, but not under the moon, and she surely does become pregnant. Right. So. Okay. Good stuff. Penetry Corner. She, Danny, says that Eerie and Rakaro, when they're riding, they look mm-hmm. like centaurs. Yeah. Which I can imagine. You know, when you're such a natural rider, you right. look like you you and the animal, you and the horse are one right. beast. But centaurs are surely part of Greek mythology. <laughs> That's a solid point you make. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, I like that. You know, I, I saw it because you have it written here. But, <laughs> so I knew this was coming. But it didn't even cross my mind until I, I read it in the uh, notes here. And I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a solid point you make there. 
very astute observation. Uh, you know, I mean, the thing is, they may have them all, you know, wherever wherever people ride horses, you might have the idea of a sure. half person, yes. half horse. That's true. Yeah. Just being pedantic with my pedantry. <laughs> That's the whole point. All right. It's our chance to be pedantic. All right, we're going to stick with episode Bonanza for a while longer. Yes, please make sure uh, to be checking for two episodes a week. I... Uh, I had an interaction with one listener who did not realize that we had a new episode go live on Wednesday. So please make sure we're, we're putting in twice the effort to make sure we can deliver twice the episode. So if you get a chance to check it out, please make sure you do. So to conclude everything, I'm not sure where to go here from Viser- for Viserys. He's lost all credibility with yeah. the Kalasar. Uh He's got he's to embrace yeah. the throckiness the way if, Danny's doing. Yeah, if he was smart, he'd show some deference and humility and yeah. to his sister and to the call, call Drogo, and uh, you know maybe just start from square one and try yeah, to build yeah. himself up again. But knowing him as we do... He won't. That seems <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> so, I mean, she, she obviously has the honored position of being the Khaleesi, but she's also earning it. She's, right. yeah. you know, doing the right things to... Mm-hmm. And... Danny's had her whole world shaken. The the conversation, not only the conversation with uh, Sir Jorah, where he mentions that, one, the common folk aren't sitting there just wringing their hands waiting for Viserys to come back, yep. and two, that Viserys would make a terrible king in the first place, even if he ever did manage to get back there. But also, she just pushed back on Viserys for the first time, and that's a pretty big deal. Her yeah, whole yeah. life, she's never pushed yeah, back. Yeah. So, And she feared the consequence, but then it occurs to her now, I would think, that she's surrounded by thousands of people who have her interests at heart right. and not his. Yeah, yeah. So and, the, and, the only person who might have had his interests at heart is Sajora, and he went, <laughs> I want no part of this. Stay out of this one. <laughs> yeah, and she mentions when she's looking at Viserys when he's on the ground crying and she sees how pitiful he is. She mentions that there is just, uh, I think it's just a hole where uh, the fear had been. The right. fear of him had been, now there's like just an empty hole or there's some quote along those lines. Hmm. Is there something stirring in those eggs? I don't know. I mean, so far, there's rational reasons why they yeah, keep yeah. doing the things they're doing. Like, she keeps feeling them being warm. Yeah. That's got to be a bit strange. Yeah. But Danny's winning here. Yes, She's, definitely. Yeah, I mean, she got over the awfulness. She resisted the temptation to kill herself. And she's embracing the Dothraki lifestyle. Yeah, she's really starting to become the Khaleesi exactly, of yeah. this Kalasar. And, and now there will be a next generation of Targaryens for Robert to worry about. Yeah. that's. Uh, I, now I wonder, I do know the answer, but but those who are reading with us... Or have forgotten. Or have forgotten. Will Sir Jorah report this back to... Will he continue his spying ways, or is Danny starting to take a hold on him? This might be a little preemptive, because this might come up later in the book, but in the TV show, when the when it's revealed that she is pregnant, Sir Jorah looks a bit shifty and says, Oh, I just got to run an errand. Uh-huh. Okay. So... We'll see if that's uh, how it goes in the book as well. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, that's it. Okay. Well, as always, you can reach us at ghosts.heronhall at gmail.com. And you can follow us at our armada of (laughs) 
social media <laughs> options. This may only be a flotilla. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> not quite an armada yet. We're on Twitter at Ghost Harrenhal. We're out on Facebook. We're on Instagram. And we're on YouTube. Oh my God. So this might be an armada. We're not on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, we're just TikTok away from an armada. Which I called Tic Tac the other day. <laughs> Carson laughed at me for being old and useless. Uh, old and useless. Uh, uh, so. Please like, subscribe, send us messages. We would love to hear from you. And uh, if yeah, you leave reviews, um, that would help as well. That would really be great. We'd really appreciate yeah. that. Help us get the word out. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.